Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, I suppose Chiefs, 49ers, and that's that's your Super Bowl. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Well, the 49ers and the Chiefs. 49ers and the Chiefs. That's your Super Bowl. Pierre Garcon, you once played for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. Are you excited for 49ers and Chiefs? You as someone who won an AFC championship, played in a Super Bowl. Let me ask you, Pierre Garcon, local legend, John I. Leonard High School. He got his back, as he likes to point out, got paid by the Washington football team. But before that, 151 yards receiving in the 2009 AFC Championship. Pierre Garcon, are you excited, 49ers Chiefs? I am very excited. I think this is the time Kyle Shanahan finally comes over that hump and become like mm. his dad and become a Super Bowl champion. So so Kyle Shanahan, according to Pierre Garcon, he, I take his word for matters <laughs> like this because he's been there, done that. Mm. He is an astute football mind over the hump. That is why Pierre Garcon is excited in relation to Kyle Shanahan. Stone Lebanowitz, let me pick your brain. Let me talk Hold to on, you. Hold on, let me ask Pierre something first. Uh-huh. I got you. Is Ken the only one who brings up that you got the bag? I feel like you don't bring it up yourself. <laughs> well, I brought it up once, and then I've taken it from there because I want people to know he got his bag. Right. I'm just saying, like you remind people. I'm like, I don't think Pierre reminds people. I think it's just you. Ah, man, you know, the way taxes go. <laughs> it wasn't as big like a bag as I'm leading on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just all going out. How about this? Pierre Garcon got his pension. It's on the golf course. No, he's got his pension. He's got his NFL pension. So we said, forget the bag. He got the pension. True. That's even True. better than the bag right sorry, there. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. I'm That's why saying. he can golf every day. Right. Is that NFL pension. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz, your excitement level for the 49ers and the Chiefs, the big game in Las Vegas, less than two weeks from now. Uh, I think it's going to be a closer game because it's the Niners. But because the lines aren't playing it, I'm a little upset. But I'm happy that I think the game's going to be better. The spread's going to be a little lower. So yes, ultimately, I'm very happy. I um excited. I'm 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 lacking enthusiasm. I suppose you could say <laughs> I'm lacking enthusiasm, and I think part of the reason is the way yesterday went down, because I think that we saw a Baltimore Ravens team deviate from its personality for some reason. Why? I don't know. That's what lost them that game at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we saw the Detroit Lions stick with their personality so stubbornly that it cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And both of those could have been completely avoided. As far as devastating losses are concerned, in my opinion, Pierre, both of the teams that lost, you could put a label on them that calls it devastating. The Lions, a devastating loss. The Ravens, a devastating loss. Do you agree with that assessment? Um, I'm shocked that Baltimore lost. Um, When you say that they um, deviated from their personality, can you tell me more? Yeah. So, for example, Mm -hmm. they ran... 42 times in the win over Houston. 42. For you Spanish speakers, that's 42s. 42 <laughs> times against Houston in the divisional round. Stone, do you know how many times Baltimore ran in this game against Kansas City, despite the fact they never trailed by more than 10? Do you know the number? Not off the top of my head. 16! Mm. 16 times. Gus Edwards got three carries. The human bowling ball. Three carries in the AFC Championship game. They never trailed by more than 17 to 7. For some reason, after after running 42 times against Houston, Lamar threw for 42 times against Kansas City. It was total Todd Munkin panic mode yesterday. That's what I'm talking about, and that's why I don't understand what in God's name Baltimore was doing on offense. Yeah, I can understand that. I was shocked. Um, there were some plays that we know changed the game. Uh-huh. There were moments where Lamar had to make some throws, and they he didn't were do off it. target. That and, that that and, forced and, throw into triple coverage in the end zone is inexcusable. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think that was a reach, but. You know, there were other throws that were off target at crucial moments. Sure, sure. If, though, 
the Ravens remember that running is legal in professional football, it might not even come to that. It might not come to that. And that's what's frustrating for me. You know what's a little frustrating is that I don't think Lamar is running enough. Might not be. Might not. He led the team in carries yesterday. Well, you know, we want those plays that are Sure. On, on, like you know, Lamar plays like he he makes it. You're he gets us out of trouble about designed runs right. from Lamar, though, right? Well, get himself out of trouble run too as well. I, I would almost argue that a lot of the times when he drops back, what's aggravating to me is he's looking to run without even keeping his eyes up. A lot of the throws that he's missing is because he's thinking about getting out of there. He he sat in the pocket. There was a play to Zay Jones uh, to Zay Flowers. He sat in the pocket. He you know it was a scramble drill, but he stayed in the pocket. Yeah. And, a touchdown, but there are some plays where I'm like, use your legs, <laughs> like you know, use yeah. your legs, and you know he can still protect himself. But that's that's what I'm a little frustrated because I wouldn't Baltimore to win. And then the Lions in the the second half, they go for it on fourth down twice, and I understand that's Dan Campbell's personality. But in the third quarter, they have a chance to go up three scores, three scores on the opening drive of the third quarter. They have a chance, and what do they do? They go for it, they fail, and then the bottom falls out. The bottom falls out, and that started the San Francisco 49ers comeback. They had a chance to go up 17. It's 24-10 to 10 at that point. They have a chance to go up 17 in the second half of the NFC Championship game on the road. They don't get it. And then what happens a couple plays later, uh, Brock Purdy throws a prayer down the seam. It gets tipped up in the air by a Lions defender. Mm-hmm. It gets caught by Brandon Ayuk, and then yeah, all hell breaks time. loose after that. It turns into a one-score game, and then down 27-24, it's out of four minutes left to go. They're presented with another fourth down, and what happens? Dan Campbell, instead of kicking a 44-yard field goal, what does he do? This on Fox. Goss, pressure, in trouble, throws on the run, incomplete! Zero lessons learned. Zero lessons learned from Dan Campbell, and I appreciate his aggression. I appreciate the fact that he sticks by his go-forward-on-fourth-down guns. But, my man, points are at a premium. You're on the road. This is the NFC Championship game. Fine, if you're going to go for it that first time, I disagree because I would have gone for a three-score lead as opposed to going for it up 14, knowing that, hey, we're on the road and things could get a little rocky. Fine. But then... You're at the tail end of the fourth quarter. You have a chance to tie it and put your defense out onto the field, and you do that again? I ain't into that. And he, Dan Campbell, his stubbornness cost Detroit a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I I, I understand that point of view. I I feel more bad for the players that play for Detroit and, you know, there's Couple crucial, crucial catch drop passes. Oh yeah, oh, they were a disaster. Like, oh my! But, you know, I've been in those positions before. I'm like, not now. Like, you yeah, know. and it kept compounding. But all of those <sighs> drops happen once that first failed fourth down conversion no, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, and these guys yeah. were, I mean, they were just. It was a different Detroit. Yeah, yeah, it was a definitely a different Detroit after that. The <laughs> whole, the whole complexion of the game changed. Both those losses are devastating. And um, St. Brown, I was warning him, you know, in those moments yeah. where, you know, you're already up. Like, you just have to keep the clock running. Right. And and, and I don't think they went to him enough or something. Like, I, he kind of disappeared. But number eight, Wilkins, he had a he was a, He started off well, but right. then that, I was like, oh, It was a man. drop machine oh, after that. Man. But Rex Ryan today on Get Up said something that resonated with me because – the way he classified that Lions loss, I would agree with him, but I also would argue that that could apply to both teams that lost yesterday, setting up this Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Here's here's Rex Ryan this morning on Get Up. And I'm going to tell you something. This is the most devastating loss, I mean, of all time. Because I'm, I, I've lost three championship games. You know what you get when you lose a championship Not game? Not a dang thing. Not a dang thing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This will haunt you for the rest of your life. Mm. And I'm telling you, because I, I get it. I can remember every damn one of those losses. Everything about plays. That's what it means to this football team. To Dan Campbell, to all his coaches, to every, every one of the players. They're going to be with them forever. And that's what you, you're going to react two different ways. You're going to let it just kill you. Or you're going to sit back and say, I'll be damned if that happens again. Mm. Every guy. Really well said. So, so, I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff right it's there. It's the truth. It's the truth. 
I mean, you you in 2009, you won an AFC championship. That thing was dicey for a little bit against the Jets. Uh, it, when you're in that tough, spot, yeah, how do you how do you keep your head in that spot? Uh, you have to. You know, the, the game doesn't change because it's the AFC championship game. It's football. It's catch, run. You know, you make plays, get first downs. That's, yeah. that's, that's our job. But it will haunt you forever because you're so close to the Super Bowl. Right. And, and so you were able to pull through. You also had Peyton Manning as your quarterback in Indianapolis. <laughs> that always helps. Yeah, he was he was just a couple of years removed from being in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. before that, mm-hmm. and the Colts got back in that situation because Peyton Manning. Pierre, what are some of the things that aren't so basic that you guys are told or that you guys want to come out of the locker room and try to execute? From the 49ers' perspective, you jog in a locker room down 24-7. You feel like all hope is lost. You're at home. And the way they came out in the third quarter, I think the very first place from, from scrimmage was an explosive. Went for 22, a dig down the middle to Debo Samuels, ended up crossing enemy territory. And I'm like, we're just letting it loose at, at that point. What are some of the things that are said that people don't really realize in a locker room? Or is it as basic as, hey, we're just going to let it fly, boys. Let it loose. No, well, there, let it hang. Well, when it's halftime and you're down in a big game, you're like, all right, we have to score on this first drive. Like, we, we got to move the ball. We got to get the first down. This first play has to be positive so that we can, you know, get the ball rolling. And once you score, you know, you, you, you're at home, so you know the momentum is going to be on your yeah. side. It doesn't take much to get the momentum on your side in the biggest game of the year at home. That's why Dan Campbell drives me crazy, because it's 24-7. to 7. Mm-hmm. You're on the road. You have a chance to go up three scores in the third quarter at the midway point of the third quarter, and you don't do it. And then because, like Pierre just said, it's real easy at home to grab momentum in a game like that, it was so damn predictable what took place. So predictable. The reason I bring up Peyton Manning, and that's who Pierre had thrown to him um, for uh, 11 catches on 151 yards in the AFC Championship game in 2009, a win for Pierre Garçon and the Indianapolis Colts, is that it would be expected that that Peyton Manning would get back to an AFC championship. Of the two quarterbacks that played yesterday, Lamar Jackson and Jared Goff, who would common sense tells you has the best chance of being back in the situation maybe next year or at least sometime in the next couple of years being one step away from the Super Bowl? Of those two names, who would you say probably has the best chance, Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff? I would say Lamar. It's Lamar Jackson. Correct. I want you to listen to Dan Campbell after the game with some clarity, some incredible clarity after the lowest coaching moment of his life. Dan Campbell pointing out what I fear is going to be the ultimate endgame for the Detroit Lions. They ain't getting back to that spot. Here's Dan Campbell. Sometimes you can only say so much. You got to live it, unfortunately. You got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Yep, no doubt. But so Gary Campbell's 100% right about that. Mm-hmm. And I think him saying flat out, Pierre, and this is powerful stuff, this might have been our only shot. Before I heard that from his press conference last night, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, man, the Lions may have just gacked away their chance, their once-in-a-generation chance to get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> They can get back, you know, at some point, <laughs> changing, you know, maybe a few decades. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I might not be here. Stone, you and I might not be here. They'll get another chance eventually before, like, an asteroid destroys the planet, yes. But as far as in the, the, the recent future. future, yeah, the near future, I don't know if if that's going to, to happen. I think the Lions' loss Yesterday was more devastating than the Ravens' loss. I think the Lions' loss because I don't think that they have the sustainable uh, track record of success. I 
you look at the Ravens, they've been there, they've done that, they put themselves in positions to win over and over and over and over and over again. They are, by law of averages, going to get back into that situation at some point. And Lamar Jackson, no matter what you think about him today, he's still an elite with an E in front, an elite quarterback. Jared Goff does great with what the Lions ask him to do. He is not an elite quarterback. They don't have the long track record of success. Dan Campbell's been a revelation, but is he John Harbaugh? Level of revelation? Not quite sure. In fact, I would probably lean towards, no, great coach, not John Harbaugh. Doesn't have the organizational structure that the Baltimore Ravens do. The uh, the simpatico between coaching staff and front office. The Lions, I don't know if they get back into this spot in our lifetime. I think that their loss was most devastating. Of the two teams that lost yesterday, AFC-NFC Championship, whose loss was more devastating? The Lions or the Ravens? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888 888- 8-760-3776 of the two teams that had the most devastating lo- or had the uh, that lost yesterday whose was most devastating the lions or the ravens 888-760-3776 and i just think pierre it took you so long to get to a situation to be in an nfc championship mm-hmm. game and you had you had complete control of the game. It's not like you were steamrolled and you say, well, that was a great season. That was fun. You had, you were looking at Las Vegas, mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. it. And your your coach, and I love myself some Dan Campbell, and I appreciate him sticking with his instincts. But at some point, you have to swallow your pride and say, Maybe going against what I believe in this situation. Read the room, Dan. Read the room. Take the points. It's the NFC Championship game. It's a three-score game. And then in the fourth quarter, it's a one-field goal game. Kick the field goal. They blew was, They blew an opportunity. It was a long field goal. It's, they, it's they, inside they, of 50 yards. You're an NFL exactly. kicker. They were on the 30-yard line. Yeah. So, so it, it, it would have been, been 41, 42 yards or something. Yeah, it would have been 47 yards. Oh, 47 yards. Oh, yeah, 47-yard field goal. Right. Right. So inside of 50, it's, uh, I mean, you cut your kicker mid-season. This is a spot where Dan thought. You hey, need him. You need your, but, you need all hands on deck. Right, That's but, what we say. But <laughs> in this spot, you kick a field goal, say you don't get it. What was the outcome of going for it on fourth down? You same, didn't get same. it. <laughs> so you might, as well, you might as well fail going for points in an NFC championship game and he hit 70 he was 70 uh 77 percent from 40 to 49 so fine i'll take my odds with that yeah. over going for it on fourth down especially when i failed first time around like i just think that if you're you're detroit and you're going to come back next year you're no longer going to have the best quarterback in the division you might not be the best team in the division going into next year because of what the green bay packers showed uh, green bay packers also yeah. blew a game against the san francisco 49ers seemed pretty even what the lions did what the packers did and you go into next year there's no guarantee pierre that the lions are the class of the division anymore like they clearly were this year there is no guarantee, but you know they have a great coach in Dan Campbell, and they're going to fight to get back there. And I know he's going to have this help propel him. Oh yeah, you can't let it keep you down. No, but I, I would argue Matt Lafleur. I mean, he he's as if not more consistent than Dan Campbell. But if you're Detroit, I mean, you got to come get this. Is what you're telling Green Bay? Like this is our division until we're told otherwise. And and I, I think they carry that confidence. I do think Dan Campbell's kind of playing mind games with his team. Like, hey, this was our only chance. Just got to make sure these guys are hungry in the offseason. But I'll push back on the fact that I actually think this is their only chance or this was their only chance. The path to get here as far as the playoffs go was the Rams and the Bucks. The Rams and the Bucks. Like, the NFC is not the AFC. It's just simply not. So Baltimore's going to have a, a tougher chance. I know I agreed. The fact that I think it's Lamar Jackson, the one who's most likely to get back, that's just because the Ravens are really good at football, and they're a really good football team. But the NFC is weaker than the AFC. Detroit's going to have a shot. They're going to have a chance come late in the season next year to find themselves in a spot where they are taking on a team like the Rams if you can get out of the North. So I just think with the NFC being as weak as it is, I don't necessarily think this is actually the end. I don't know. And maybe I'm just playing into the history of the Detroit Lions more than I should be. But I'm telling you, my gut is saying that this was it. This It had to happen here. And the Lions might make the postseason next year. But man, Dan Campbell's right when he says... It's difficult to get back to this spot. You had two home games. You had two mm-hmm. home games to get there. You, you won in the wild card, and you won in the divisional. There's no guarantee that's going to happen again. The Packers are going 
I would argue the Packers are going to be the favorite. Even Vegas, not Ken Lavica, but Vegas is going to have the wow. Packers as the favorite to win the NFC North next year. I'm going to mark that. It's an interesting one. I'm not sure. I just, I don't trust the Lions at all. I feel... I can understand that. I, I feel like just one, one, one attempt, one field goal attempt, like... Maybe maybe I'm getting more conservative in my older age. Maybe I'm going to go start watching uh, war movies uh, and, uh, and and sit and read about World War II. I'm getting more conservative in older age. Uh, I am all for going for it on fourth down, but there are some spots where you got to read the room. And this one, I think it was Dan Campbell. Just, sometimes what worked in the regular season doesn't work in the playoffs, right? Pierre? Like You know as well as anybody. I, you, you can go high flying and you can throw it all over the yard like you did in 2009 and then you get into a fist fight with the Jets and you know what? You got to bow up a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and you don't make it back to the AFC Championship game. I, I have experienced that too. Yeah, you didn't get back. You're exactly right. And then once you went to Washington, there was no way you were going to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. No offense, but at least you got your bag. So it was good. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, what what team suffered, in Rex Ryan's words, the most devastating loss yesterday? The Lions or the Ravens? And we haven't be, even begun, though, to dig in with what Lamar Jackson's offseason is going to be like. Because if you want to talk devastating, I suppose the counter to my the Lions might not be back is Lamar Jackson didn't prove anything. The Ravens lost a home game to the worst Chiefs team that we've seen in their dynasty era he scored 10 points 10 points zero after halftime the Chiefs didn't score a single solitary point after halftime and the Ravens could not overcome a 10 point deficit who suffered the most devastating loss yesterday the Ravens or the Lions 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 social media Open for you at KLV 106.3. That's 888-760-3776. And on social media at KLV 106.3. We'll take your calls. We'll take your social media as well. We have a lot to do today. At some point, we're going to catch up with Theo Dorsey. He uh, is on assignment today. We're going to have to call him. We'll uh, We'll allow him four minutes and 17 seconds to gloat. How about that? Yeah. Four minutes and 17 seconds. Doesn't have to be consecutively. Oh. I know, but he's he's his name is on the show. Is it obligatory? It is obligatory. Uh, it was written into his contract. In case Chiefs win AFC, must allow, if out of office, four minutes, 17 seconds for Theodosia to react. It's in the contract. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't negotiate it, okay? Talk to our lawyers. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care his office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We appreciate this man coming in on Mondays during the NFL playoffs. Pierre Garçon, John I. Leonard, D3 Mount Union legend, AFC champion with the Indianapolis Colts. He caught a whole damn touchdown in the Super Bowl, this guy, Pierre Garçon. <laughs> He's hanging out with us until 2 o'clock. Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka. What team suffered the most devastating loss the Lions or the Ravens, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Levick, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I think we should try and call Theo. We should try and call Theo here to uh, to get at least now. Now. I don't think, based on his contract, the four minutes and 17 seconds has to be consecutive. Pierre Garçon, uh, AFC champion himself, uh, John I. Leonard High School, Indianapolis Colts, Washington Redskins, uh, San Francisco 49ers hanging out with us here as he's been doing on Mondays throughout the postseason. Theo, we've got to allow him time to Chiefs gloat. Chief Kingdom. Yeah, Chief <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom. So he is uh, he's covering a celebrity golf event, right, Stone? That's right. What What is the name of it? 
I think he sent it last night. What is this thing? It's I wish the, you wouldn't uh, have asked me on air. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll find it. Because I probably it. should know the answer. Uh, Mr. O. Mr. Yes. O. Yes. Celebrity Golf Tournament. Right. Uh, I mean, there are some big names here. Uh, Reggie Jackson is there. Nick Saban is there. There's a. I mean, I don't know why I picked those two randomly, but they're there. There's a whole lot of other celebrities and stars there. No, no, no. Stone, Stone I'll just call him. I'll just call him. Go ahead and just turn the phone line up. It's fine. I'll I'll handle it. You 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 handle your producing duties. Okay, um, we'll go ahead and uh, dial him up here real quick. I don't know what he's doing. I, I I heard he was supposed to get some guys on camera. I know he got cold shouldered by Nick Saban, who said, nope, don't talk to me. So I don't know who he's going to talk to out there. We'll get an update. Load of crap that is, man. Hey, the man's nude in the neighborhood. We don't want in Jupiter. We don't want to. We don't want to barrage him too early. We should be his first job. His stepping stone into the media realm. He's already worked for ESPN. Like, it, it, there's no stepping stone to be had. Like, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be, I would I would bet Nick Saban college game day. Oh, yeah. You think can't, so? Can't do it in the pros. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what is he got to talk yeah. about in pros? Yeah, I think he's going to be on college game day. That's just my, my, uh, you don't think it's SEC it's network? Thank God he didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got, he's got 90 minutes. He's got 90 minutes to either A, return the call or pick up his phone. We'll try each segment until we get a hold of him, but I'm not the one breaching contract. If he doesn't pick up, okay? I'm not the one breaching contract. Uh, the 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 most devastating loss yesterday, the Ravens or the Lions? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Before we get to social media, Pierre, you're watching this yesterday. I know you're on the record. You're a Lamar fan. Yes. I'm a Lamar fan. Stone's a Lamar fan. We're actually very sad, and I feel badly yes. for Lamar mm-hmm. that it's going to be a whole offseason of answering the same freaking questions, despite the fact he's going to be a two-time MVP now. Mm-hmm. That was a listless offensive performance yesterday, but I don't know what Lamar can do about uh, Todd Munkin just abandoning the run. That was so bizarre, so weird. But that offensive game plan just seemed ragged and off, and Zay Flowers was a disaster. And So of those two, of those two teams that lost yesterday, which one to you and your football mind is more devastating, the Lions or the Ravens? Keeping in mind that I say Lions because I think they're less equipped than the Ravens to get back into a championship game. Yeah, both are, both are very devastating. But when the Lions jumped out, we all kind of like, hey, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe these are not the Lions that we know. But, you know, to be ahead by so much and then to become back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the argument just the way that the game went in Baltimore that the Chiefs were just flat out the better team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I back. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are you are not having to stretch to say that the Lions were better than the 49ers and they just vomited all yeah. over themselves and their coach failed them. Like that that's not a stretch, right? That's not a stretch. So I put it on the coach. You put it all on the coach. I don't put it all on the coach because, like you were saying earlier, those receivers had a big time Mm. issue with the dropsies, and that defense completely collapsed in the second half too. Let's not just focus on the offensive side of things. The Lions' defense fell apart in critical moments and allowed themselves to get purdied, which I didn't think was going to be possible. That wasn't good. That was a complete team collapse. The coach didn't help it because in this spot, got to hang on for dear life if you're on the road in a championship game. And Dan Campbell. Did not help his team hang on for dear life. Well, you know, the the Detroit defense was going to have a hard time with San Francisco's offense. It was the fact that Detroit's offense actually put out a lot of, you know, put out, put us a lot of score. Yeah. That first half was awesome. We didn't expect Detroit's offense to score like that. And ah, that's where I felt like it it changed. Yeah. I want to make this sound as, 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 least corny as I possibly could in a sense that (laughs) momentum is like scientific. It's one of the coolest things about sports. I think, especially at the pro level, like, when you did go for it and you didn't get it, San Francisco drives down there and scores, and immediately the second play from scrimmage, you go inside zone with Jameer oh, Gibbs and yeah. you get stripped. Like it was almost that, so predictable, right? Like you knew this was going to happen, and then of course you knew in that red zone with the momentum that you had and the crowd acting the way they were that they were going to score, and they scored two or three plays later, and it was right. like, 
holy crap, this yep. is almost scripted. But yep. it's momentum. It's a real thing. You're at home. I hate to script stuff, so I'm sorry I even <laughs> use the S word. I'll call it the S word. I'll never do it again. Yeah, please don't. But it just seemed like we all knew watching, oh my God, they're going to tie this game up. To the fact that you get stripped, it was a beautiful strip too. It was a phenomenal play. It was. But think about it. After that failed fourth down, and that's a Dan Campbell call. Okay, that's nobody else. That's Dan Campbell. Landslide after that. That's it, a landslide because it was just a few plays later that that tip ball to IU happened. Yep. Okay, and then uh, they get into the red zone. IU catches the touchdown, right? And then you get the ball back, and like you said, two plays later, Gibbs on the ground. 49ers recover, and in the snap of a finger, we're tied. It's a tie game, just tied up. That's all it took. Was was basically. Three consecutive series, snap of a finger, and everything you had done in the first half washed away. Just ripped off 17 in the third. There were seven minutes left in this game. was tied, and it was like, hold on, hold on. And it's not like it's yeah, it's not like it was a slow, agonizing burn. It was a oh my god, we're just getting hit in the package over and over and over again with a paddle. This is terrible, and we can't do anything to stop it. Well, I think Detroit started shooting themselves in the foot yeah. with that fumble. Because well, they were they, shook after that. Right, because he never really got the ball correctly. No, it was, oh, it he was, was a mess. And it was, that's what made it so devastating. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. self-inflicted well, wounds, not necessarily, the, you know. The coach got stubborn, the team imploded, <laughs> and the team was never able to pull out of the tailspin. And then when they did pull out of the tailspin, and they were they able to ball. generate a drive, then the coach decided to go back to his fourth down mistake again. Pierre, on the field, mm-hmm. in a spot like that, let's let's go with the the one in the fourth quarter with 7.29 left on the clock. When you could have kicked the field goal. We talked about it being a 47-yarder. How quickly as a player, or do you even... And this it, is the first one. This is the first fourth, fourth down, right? I, I'm Attempt? talking about the second one. This is the mm. one where you have a chance to tie the game with Got Michael it. Badgley. So it's 7, 7.49, you said? 7.29 on the clock. Uh, and it's, down a field goal. It's 27-24 San Francisco. Right. I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to word What's this. I'm so distance? curious. Was it was fourth and three. Fourth and three. Like as a player, from and they a, passed. Like an offensive skill player. Are you thinking? Oh, are we going to kick a field goal here? Are you as soon as you get the nod it's, of it's, approval from Dan Campbell? It's like oh, go time. And now you're putting yourself in a different mindset. Are you lining up thinking? Why are we going for it? <laughs> All these emotions go through right <laughs> in the game, but you're waiting for the call from the coach. But you in your head already know what you would decide. But when they hit you with a, oh, okay, we're going for it. Okay, let's go for it. You know, so like, are, are you on the field thinking we probably shouldn't be going this for you as you get in your stance? Well, you know, when you're in the field, you're like, all right, I got to make sure I catch the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know, whatever call is like, all right, where where am I lining up? Where am I playing? Like, it's, it's a play again. It's, yeah. not, it's not like, why are we doing this? It's, it's all right, decisions made. Let's get this first down. I can't even imagine. I, I, <laughs> but then it happens. <laughs> I, but then there's the Ravens. So, I, again, I think the Lions lost more devastating because I don't think of the two teams that lost yesterday, I think they're less equipped than the Ravens to get back there. Yeah. They don't have the organizational blueprint that the Ravens do. John Harbaugh, we know with different quarterbacks and different personnel he can coach his team to an AFC championship game. His front office and him are aligned at all times. I don't know that about the Lions. The Lions are damn good. I'm a fan of Dan Campbell, but I do know if I were looking to get back to one step before the Super Bowl, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback than Jared Goff. I'd rather be in the Baltimore Ravens organization than the Detroit Lions. Uh, So for me, I think it's the Lions. Pierre says the Lions lost more devastating because it was there for them. They had the... The yeah. le- not only a lead, yeah. but a big lead and a chance to make it 17 points in the third quarter. And they opted not to do it under their own will. And then things melted down. What team had the most devastating loss yesterday? Ravens-Lions. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Mike messages in the Ravens. They had much higher expectations and an MVP quarterback. So I suppose there's the counter. But at its core, mm-hmm. the question is, what is Lamar Jackson? I, I, and it's unfair. It sucks. But it's natural. This guy could not orchestrate any semblance of an effective drive. And when he did, everything melted down around him. Then he made a fatal mistake. Here's my problem. is I've seen a lot more focus on Lamar Jackson's pick into triple coverage in the end zone, trying to force a bad play, totally get it. That's what really ended the game. Mm-hmm. But the Zay Flowers fumble at the goal line, my yeah. man, 
yeah. live to play another down. I get wanting to get into the end zone, but that's just such a panic move there. It's 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 common um, in football where you get close to the end zone as a receiver or running back. You want to get in the end zone because that's what you've been working on. And, you know, DBs know it too. Defenders know it too that you're going to reach out. Everybody kind of see it's coming before yeah. it's coming. And who was that, Sneed, who punched it out? <laughs> Sneed, It was yeah. Sneed who punched it out. He's having a great out. year. He's having a great year. But, yeah, we know that moment is coming because everything is about getting to the line of scrimmage. And, unfortunately, Zay Flowers has to live with that for a long time. And the personal foul. And just being an overall knucklehead. Uh, he also played his ass off. He did he play played, his ass off. But he also, he also had a he, devastating sequence that really hurt his football the team. The sequence that he got then there. Like that was his drive. Sure. He had a fifty-four yarder, a fourteen mm-hmm. yarder, and then that one would have capped it off the touchdown. So he dragged him down there by himself in and, a sense. And then he and then he he threw up on himself. Yeah, and then he botched it. Uh, MVP quarterback though. Everyone's going to go to Lamar. Lamar is yeah. going to, despite the fact, and see, this is what I struggle with. I Lamar threw forty-two times. He's not at his most effective when you're just relying on him to chuck it. That's not what makes him great. And so my problem is, why put him in that situation? Oh, well, Kenny's the quarterback. He's the leader. He should be able to make all those plays. But why would you... That's like asking Tom Brady, hey, Tom, design run, go. We're going we're gonna to design 15 runs for you. Go in the AFC Championship. That's not his game. But this is what Spagnola is making him do. This is why on Friday, the only reason I picked the Chiefs is I said Spags is going to dial it up against Lamar. So you're asking, why are you throwing it? This is what the defense is providing. So we're having all this conversation about, you know, the, the pass to run ratio. But they just abandoned it completely. You did abandon it completely. But those were the numbers that you were given, right? We don't have the numbers. We can't run what we wanted to. And you have to get, I don't. I don't even want to hide from going after Lamar. I do want to go after Lamar, and I, I think the more devastating loss is to the Ravens' loss, and I, I know by default we're supposed to go Detroit 24-7, right? We get it, blowing it, but I don't think Baltimore... I, I think I've been shown that I don't think Baltimore can win a Super Bowl because when you get to this... This le- current iteration of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and this current iteration of Lamar Jackson, to be completely honest mm-hmm. with you, when you get to this stage in an NFC Championship game, these defenses are the reason that these teams are here. And that's the quiet part. Nobody wants to say that out loud, but the Chiefs defense dragged them here. The San Francisco 49ers defense is phenomenal. The Detroit's defense got them here. When you get to this stage, that team's defense got you there. And I don't think teams worry about Lamar on a stage like this when they know they can dial up a game plan. They put Lamar Jackson in a box. He took four sacks, and I think three of them were probably his fault. A lot of the, I mean, just a basic, basic, and as basic as this sounds, like the footwork just goes to crap late in these games when it really matters and these defensive coordinators expect I don't think they're really worried about it you're going to spy them he only had 54 yards rushing Brock Purdy had 51 like I just think it's really? easy to keep Lamar in wraps and at the end of the day when you get late into these games and you show a lot of man coverage and you're basically telling Lamar come get it come beat us and we've seen that in some of the stages I know it's his first chance at, at almost getting to a Super Bowl but Lamar looked like uh, I was like I don't know how he's ever going to win an AFC championship game I really don't I don't know what it's going to look like unless his defense ju- and they did they held him to 17 like you hold a Kansas City Chiefs team to 17 you expect you're making a trip to the Super Bowl but you laid a, a 10 point goose egg I I find myself of anything that happened yesterday most deflated by the Ravens and the lack of what they did Same. and Lamar now, who did not play well, he didn't, was not as effective as he can be and should be. But I find myself deflated because I thought we were over this. I I <laughs> thought that I thought we were we were over this. So did I. All he needed was a competent second half to stop all the talk about Lamar. And uh, do we need someone more quarterbacky? Not my words. <laughs> Can he win a big game? Is he equipped for this? And here we go. After this season, a second MVP, putting up Herculean numbers. The Ravens clearly the most dominant team in football the entire season. And we're back to square one with the Lamar Jackson doubt. And that's why this is so deflating to me. It happens. Um, I wish the receivers play better honestly Odell we was looking for him because we know last year or the year they went to the Super Bowl they was featuring well not yeah the Ravens but LA LA but you want these are the games where you got to step up you're getting the ball out to guys to make plays because we know Lamar can do what he can do he can run with the ball but if he doesn't have options to throw it to receivers 
You got no choice to win. You can't win. Spagnolo, he he spagged. He spags. That was he legitimately spags. That was an unbelievable defensive performance by the Chiefs. This is a beautiful. This is the thing. The Chiefs absolutely deserved to win that game. I can't say the same for the 49ers. In fact, the 49ers, this is one of the shakiest paths to the Super Bowl I've ever seen from a team, especially a team that had a bye in the opening round. Like the 49ers have looked really, really, really vulnerable in both of these playoff games. Should have lost to the Packers. Should have lost to the Lions. Maybe it's an NFC North thing. I don't know. Good thing the 49ers aren't in the NFC North. Maybe it's just that, and they're going to play the Chiefs, and they're going to roll, and they're going to get back to the regular 49ers. But they have looked really, really shaky, more so than any team I can remember, especially a top seed that's actually gotten through and gone to the Super Bowl. It's been bizarre. You know, Joey Bosa always impresses me, but the rest of the Fred Warner and Greenlaw, those are the three guys that impress me. But the rest of the defense, yeah, those guys were running wide open, and and I was I was shocked because, <laughs> man, you, you they, that's not normal for a 49ers defense. Yeah, Nick Bosa. He, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He, Joey's impressive too. MB, Make no MB, MB. He's been vacationing for a they while. They look the same. Yeah, they do. They do kind of look the same. Uh, who had the most devastating loss? The Lions. Or the Ravens, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And how now do we describe Lamar? How do we describe <laughs> Lamar now? Because uh, Well, Stone said they had him under wraps, so yeah. <laughs> that might be the new identity for Lamar. How many rushing yards did he have? 54. <laughs> and Brock Purdy had 51? Uh, uh, yeah. I wish he had more rushing yards. We yeah, know, and eight carries. We know what kind of, like, hurt that provides to the defense like if once the margin like you have everything covered and he takes off and run that just drains the defense in. and i think he needs to use that more because in his early in his career he did yeah now it's not but if you're not getting the box you're not going to call the design runs for lamar if you're getting spied on like that's your game plan is to make sure that he doesn't run. go over again, 50 yards 16 mm-hmm. carries isn't good enough like just 16 is not good enough that's that's yeah. a fundamental offensive failure. Brock Purdy Six, five rushes, forty eight yards. Like come on, Lamar Jackson eight rushes, fifty four yards. Like Brock Purdy had nearly half the amount of carries that the Ravens did in the entire AFC Championship <laughs> to, to seal the game or kind of put it out of reach. Brock Purdy had to scramble with his feet. It wasn't yep. a design run, but that was what but, you know we're used to seeing I, Lamar do to give the offense a second chance and a third chance. But how dependable has Gus Edwards been for the Ravens? He got three carries, three in this game, three. He's, he's a goal line guy. But if you want to try and but, but if you guy, try yeah. and bang down a defensive line, bruise him a little bit because that's exactly what he did against Houston. They didn't have him in at the goal line every time. It was go bruise your way through. No, you're right. Jeff Saturday said it this morning. He said, "I don't give a damn what box you're giving me. Running the football because I'm yes. right here with my hand in the dirt." And You've that's what Baltimore abandoned. Try to dictate some of that at the line of scrimmage. Ernesto and Boynton on Levick at Theo and Stone. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to your to your to your question, but surprise was Lamar's performance. The one that had the hardest out of, out of both is Detroit because they had the lead. And I'm gonna say it. I don't know if you guys said it because I just jumped on, but too aggressive is almost to to the fault that they he should have just taken the points on a lot of yeah fourth down. And that third down, I don't know if you guys, I, I don't know, Stone, but when you only have a minute and a half left and the game is almost, the game is on the line, running the ball on third down. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, dude, I mean, dude, I mean, you played into the, I was in Division Two. No, sorry, Division Three. You were above me, and I don't know, but the, the same theory applies. The more time left on the clock gives you a chance to win. Yeah, That's man. <laughs> all right, all right, so. Going for it, running, I, I don't understand. I did, I didn't understand that play really right there at the end. That, that's, that's beside the point of the of the field goals that they did, or that they did that, that they they passed on and they went on fourth down. And now again, I want to I want to spin on Lamar, uh, uh, Lamar because he he is an elite quarterback. But for some reason, I don't know what happened. If the, the lights were too bright. Or somebody was in his head and said, "Do not run, or run, or, or I don't. I, I'm. I want to be specific in this point because I was watching the game. There were no on the line changes. There were no 
Well, I don't think that that's his, I don't think Lamar, I don't think that's necessarily the way that they run that offense and appreciate the call. I, I'm sure Lamar is allowed to check when he wants to check, but I think they're, they're ultimately running their system and then Lamar is given a little bit of a paintbrush to, to create, but I'm not sure he's running up like Peyton Manning would and be checking at the line of scrimmage all the time. It might be time for him to start doing that because he's not a rookie anymore. He's he's been in the league how many how long now? God, <laughs> I mean it's just deflating. It's so deflating. Hey, you want to talk about deflating? Here's the stat for you. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson has led the Ravens to their lowest scoring output of the season in all three of his playoff appearances. It gets harder in the playoffs, man. It gets harder in the playoffs. It gets in the playoffs. These defenses get so, better in the playoffs. Yeah. So those so that would be the Titans lost at home his first MVP year. Yep, I'm assuming. 2018. Yep. And then who did they lose to? In 2019, the year after? Because they beat Tennessee, and then they lost in the divisional round. Uh, who was that? Why am I totally blanking on that? Um, but and, and then yesterday, it gets really, really, really frustrating that we're back to square one, the same conversations about Lamar. And there's more nuance to it than, oh, Lamar can't win the big game. That said... I, he he deserves the criticism he's going to get, and I thought we were past that entire thing. You know, it's a funny thing when you play in the league, you get criticized every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every day until you win a Super Bowl. But I think he can do it, though. I think he can win a Super I Bowl. I think he can too. He may need some help at receiver. Oh, I was happy that Mark Andrews back, but he wasn't much of a weapon, and you know, I don't think likely was used enough either. Isaiah, like no, yeah. well, I, and again, you've got to like give him. the Chiefs credit. The Chiefs yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah, true. Listen, they're uninspiring, but man, they got they got everything they need. When you have Patrick Mahomes, it lifts up everything. Like I truly believe that they showed up to play. Kelsey I, and, yeah. and Patrick that first touchdown. Right. I was like, okay, this that, is gonna be a good day. <laughs> and that defense was elite per usual. The defense is great per usual. Uh, we'll come back, continue your social media, take your calls. Uh, we'll try and find Theo wherever he <laughs> is, so he can uh, get his contractually obligated Chiefs talk out of the way. That's done. Pierre Garcon hanging out with us. I'm Ken Levicka, Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. Has now reached the Chiefs 25, second and 10. To the end zone again, and it is intercepted. Intercepted by Dion Bush, who just came in two plays ago. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. A Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, but I think the what-ifs on the other side are way more interesting today. Like the Chiefs. What more is there to say? Been there, done that. Patrick Mahomes, he's the dude. Uh, am I speaking out of turn by saying that the nation has turned against the Chiefs? That the Chiefs are now the new Patriots? That this Chiefs dynasty is starting to get a little Patriots-esque, Yankees-esque, mm-hmm. annoying, starting to root for them to lose? Am I am I speaking out of turn there? And, and Giselle, like Tom Brady. The Giselle, Tom, <laughs> and Kelsey Taylor Swift. The, par- the parallels are there, Pierre. <laughs> The parallels are there. I feel like I can understand. I the, can understand. I, I evolution, think things are turning. The evolution's natural, almost. Like this is what happens. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. But Patrick, for all sports, for all teams, this is what happens. What's wild is that Patrick Mahomes was the young, flashy alternative to Tom Brady, the old man, the let's bleep and go corniness of Tom Brady, the quaffed hair, the model good looks, the dimple, the Giselle, all that. And now it seems like everything's come full circle. And now we're tired of Patrick Mahomes. We're sick of him. Uh, some people hate his wife. Uh, we're sick of the whining of Pat Mahomes calling for a flag every play, just like Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes has morphed into Brady. The Chiefs have morphed into the Patriots. We have a dynasty on the back end mm-hmm. of a dynasty. And I think we're sick of it now. And Andy Reid is a great coach, just like Belichick. Now, yeah. Andy Reid is infinitely more likable. Yeah, yeah, he than Bill Belichick. Does, That's yeah. the one thing yeah. is that the the coaching factor because Belichick easy to dislike. Andy Reid, you can go pound some beers and eat some burgers with him. <laughs> like he still has that aura about it, but it's the Mahomes <laughs> Chiefs as a whole, and and the parallels there that are sort of. I'm turning against the Chiefs. I've turned against the Chiefs. Well, you know, um, what they're doing is not easy. Um, they figured it out. I actually, their play calling on Sunday 
I was I was like, wow, this is this this is the Chiefs. Like yeah. I, I I was nervous about the Chiefs winning this game. I didn't think they were going to win, but I they deserve to win. They're it. just a bunch of winners. Mm-hmm. They're they a bunch it. of winners. Uh, Jeremy in West Palm here on Lavica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Jeremy? Hi guys, how are you today? Good. All right. Uh, to me, uh, I think Lamar. He's still an MVP candidate, but you know everybody was talking about he can't throw the ball. He can't use his arm to win games. He only relies on his legs. And even a few times in that game yesterday, he went to go put the ball down and run. And I don't know if he saw a spy or like something in the back of his head just said, look, Mahomes isn't running. I need to you know, match the arm strength, match ball for ball with Mahomes. And he was trying to force some things and force some throws. Uh, you know, one run I think he could have made. I think they were driving. They're at like their own 30. He had some green space to tuck it. And he literally ran to the, the uh, line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and like stopped and pulled back and tried to throw the ball again. And I think he just threw it out of bounds and he, he lofted it a little high. But, like, he could have pulled the ball down and ran, you know, five, six yards. But you can't really compare him with the Brock Purdy with the running because Purdy uses his feet as, like, his last-ditch right. effort. It's right. like, okay, there's nothing there. Let me just go. Whereas Lamar, like, Lamar, that's part of his arsenal. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, he can do that, but he was, like, overthinking it. It's like, oh, if I go, they're just going to say this about me or that's all I'm going to be able to do. So, you know, maybe in his head he got in his own brain. Like, well, let me try to be and an that's the thing. instead of a yep. leg Jeremy, and I think that's exactly what I was thinking, and appreciate the call. There were times yesterday, and I, and I don't know if this is the case. I don't have a direct line to Lamar. I'm not in his head. But there were times yesterday where it almost looked to me, and maybe I'm just predisposed to thinking this because of the criticisms of Lamar, but it felt like to me, it looked like to me, he was trying to prove something with some of these decisions he was making, throwing the ball where... Typically, he would tuck and go, but he's trying to stay in the pocket as long as he can to throw as a middle finger to some of the people, the detractors, and that wasn't the way to go. No, that's, you know, the change, the growth in his game. Staying in the pocket is what they tell the quarterback, you know, throwing touchdown passes from the pocket. That's the strength, but... Sometimes I felt the same way. I was like, hey, yeah. just go. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, like, like, I, be an athlete. <laughs> I mean, Stone, you played the position. Yeah. Or not court. Well, you play quarterback. I guess, yeah, you play the quarterback position, but you go against a defense, a physical defense like that. Is it possible, too, that Lamar at some point was just like, I don't want to get hit, man? I mean, there's the, that plays into it, and he gets a gist of the game plan, and he's told that, hey, I mean, the more reckless you get, the, the less of a chance we have to win this game. Like, the last thing yeah. we can have happen is you not play for right. us and be behind center right. and of course you start thinking about these things mm. and on those third and shorts where typically he just tucks and goes he's like hey let me do the right thing and make the right read here I do like that call from Jeremy I think that makes a lot of sense actually you start to think about it a little more you start but, to pay attention to what the defense is giving you and, and your mechanics and all of what makes you you kind of flies yeah. out the window he's been, actually been doing that all year though this hasn't just started because yeah. I watch Lamar I watch you know when they're when they're playing against the Dolphins or on TV and you, we always want that excitement plays, those highlight plays where he's making defenders miss, and we haven't gotten that much this year. No, uh, but, just, but uh, I mean, maybe old Lamar is better in this game. Old. Than, <laughs> no, like old Lamar, oh, yeah, like yeah. a couple of years ago, Lamar would have helped, helped him. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. Use his legs, basically, is there's, what we're saying. Yeah, there's a chance that he was told if you want to play in this league for another ten seasons, what? like you're gonna have to protect yourself. Yeah, well, they always tell you that, especially yeah. in the playoffs. Especially in the I just, playoffs. The, the lack of dynamic ability from him yesterday was stunning. Uh, we'll come back. We'll keep taking your calls. Most devastating loss yesterday, and also. Do you hate the Chiefs now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It's Monday, which means a dog bleep Monday. We have a ton of candidates. That's Stone. Pierre Garcon hanging with us. He played in a Super Bowl. He yes, knows sir. what's going on the next couple of weeks. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.